Hi, Ohana. Welcome to this week's episode of the Married to a Disney Addict podcast. We're your hosts, Crystal and Matt. And this is episode 19. So one of the things that we've noticed over our different paths of being Disney addicts, especially when it comes to going to Walt Disney World, is that things change. While that can definitely mean something like an attraction you love is closing or a new one replaces an old favorite. I'm definitely thinking of Cosmic Rewind when I say that. Uh, or you find a new restaurant that you haven't tried before. Or a new form of transportation comes into the parks. We've also noticed, though, that it's not just some of those types of changes, but it's the way that we enjoy the parks and the way that we visit them that has really kind of changed the longer that we've been going. Right. I mean, I remember going to Disney World as a kid with my family and visiting the real Mickey Mouse. And then, you know, going on your favorite ride. And as you became a teenager, that enjoyment kind of changed a little bit. You might not have been chasing down the princesses. And instead, you were looking at going on a roller coaster or a faster ride. Definitely not Terror Terror, not Terror Terror at all. Um <laughs> And then as an adult going on our first trip together and our first trip married, and it just, they changed in the way we tackled Disney and the way we do Disney. Right. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily have the same level of, you know, going to the parks all the time like you did growing up, uh, but I definitely had a similar, I can see this similar idea of how, what's behind these visits and how they have changed. So as a kid, right, you just go to the park. You're going to have fun. Your parents take care of everything for you. It's total immersion into what's being offered. And then I, I definitely remember going with you for the first time, right? It was the first time I wasn't going with mom and dad where they took care of everything. I had to plan a surprise trip. You know, we went and we were enjoying the trip for it being a different type of trip. But I also realized like, whoa, I have to make sure that everything is okay and everything is taken care of mom and dad weren't there to figure stuff out for me. And that's where I see the biggest change now is us going as parents. I do remember that trip, that first trip. And I remember texting my mom and trying to, <laughs> mom, how do I get to Ohana for breakfast? And right. back then it was when you switched at the TTC and you had to do this to the TTC, to this, to that. And you know, that's even changed. But while I've loved all of those trips with you, mm -hmm. my favorite have been with the boys. Yeah, I know. With my little yeah. people. Our first trip together, we got engaged there. Our honeymoon was there. And I'm well aware that all of those trips are a little bit lowered on the list now that we've had the boys. It's hard to pick a favorite. They all, you know, <laughs> those will always be special places on my list. Thanks, babe. <laughs> you know, they were magical. But there's something about seeing... Disney through the eyes of little kids definitely has changed why I enjoy Disney, but also the how. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. We'll actually probably be doing a couple of different episodes dealing with being parents and visiting Disney. But today we thought it might be fun to do a show based on one of our earlier blog entries that was pretty popular. Yeah, so a while back uh, when we were doing more of the blog thing before the podcast started, uh, I thought an interesting topic would be uh, the top five things for dad to bring to Walt Disney World. Uh, and while the stuff that I put on the list, really mom could bring, dad could bring, non-parents could bring, it, it didn't really have to just be dad. 
it was really kind of brought on because I just always see moms like they're the superheroes in general. But like, especially when you go on a trip to like Walt Disney World, they have everything that everybody needs, that the kids need, that the dad needs, that the friend needs, that anybody's there. There's like that old joke of the the bottomless pocketbook that rivals, you know, Mary Poppins carpet bag where, mom, I need this. And all of a sudden you're reaching into your bag and you're pulling out an entire pharmacy or you have, you just have everything that you need. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about that. I'm like, you know, yeah, you are the superhero. You do have all that stuff, but that doesn't mean that I can't help. And I'm like thinking back to on our trips that there are definitely some things that when they happen, I tended to take care of them. And then when there's other things, you tended to take care of them. So I was like, I'll do a, I'll do an article on things that I could bring based off of my experiences, you know, as a dad going to the park. And I just made that quick list to kind of help me and help others kind of say, this is just one little way that we could be the Robin to your Batman, <laughs> like the sidekick to the superheroes of, of moms. But again, really, anybody could bring the things that, that we've talked about. First, can we change that to the Spider-Man to my Iron Man? Let's, let's see. Sidekick. <laughs> okay. Spider-Man okay. and Iron okay. Man okay. are both equally superheroes. <laughs> Different conversation. <laughs> now, while I haven't actually published my top five for Disney moms, I've written it. I've dreamed about it. I call it the mom pouch. And so that's kind of where we're taking today's episode. We're going to combine my top five and Matt's top five. Well, not necessarily our, our top five, because we're inviting some new friends along for the ride. New, well, new to the podcast. New to the podcast. Exactly. Because, you know, Josh has definitely been around. Josh is. Well, OK, so we're already spoiling it because we're we jumping, are jumping ahead Sorry. and saying names. I like, apologize. Are. <laughs> but yes, we do have two new guests. They are longtime friends, members of our Ohana. Josh uh, is one of the inspirations of ours getting into the podcast world when it comes to Disney. He invited us on to his podcast. Uh, we were that was the very first time we had ever done anything with podcasting. Um, so today we have the Averys. We have Josh and his lovely wife, Carissa, on the show with us, and they're going to help us come up with all of our top 10, 10 things for mom and dad to bring to Walt Disney World. So hi, Josh. Hi, Carissa. Thanks for coming on tonight. Hi. Thank you so much for the invitation. This is fun. Yeah, definitely. It's been a, it's been a little while since I put out any podcast episodes, so it's good to be back in the podcast world one way or another. So <laughs> We're so glad to have you both. And we're definitely both very, very close to, in similar situations. Our kids are almost the same ages, right? Our, we have Lincoln and Landry. They are six and one. And Josh and Krista. We have Elfie and ones. Eliza who are seven and two. So we have like the alliteration going on the same as you. Two E's <laughs> and you guys have the two L's. There you go. And we're all sitting down recording this at like eight o'clock at night after we <laughs> put our kids to bed. Uh, praying that they don't wake up so we can get through the <laughs> recording. Right. So yep, again, yep. thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So uh, real quick, Josh and Chris, before we we jump into our list, you kind of heard where we're coming from when you know on this topic and how our experiences as Disney, we call ourselves Disney addicts, but Disney fans who have visited the parks and how it's changed from childhood to being maybe a couple uh, and then going as parents, have you seen the change as well? Like, did you go 
prior to having kids and after and after having kids and has it changed the way that you do Disney? Yeah. Do you want to answer that first, Chris? Because you have a different story than me. Sure. I did not go to Disney growing up. I've only gone to Disney married and then with kids. And there is a huge difference. <laughs> Definitely. Um, lots of stuff to gather, lots of stuff to think of. For me, sometimes it's almost I have to intentionally have fun on my own, like for myself while I'm there with everybody else. There's just a lot going on. I was just going to ask, because you um, you might end up talking about this later, but you guys have just moved to Disney. Has it changed for you from, you know, being a traveler to a local in your perspective on being a parent? And like you said, you have to sometimes like go out of your way to have fun. Has like that changed at all for you? Is it that easier? Is yeah, for me, it's a lot easier because our trips are not so <laughs> grueling. It's not all day um, rope dropping all the way till after fireworks or like leaving the park with everybody when it closes. Um, we don't do that. We haven't yeah. done that since we've moved here. We can go ride a ride, um, grab something to eat, grab a snack and then come home. And that's good. And so, so much more laid back. That's in what my we call the dream people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even... As, a, as an example, I mean, we have gone a handful of times, maybe two, three times. I'm talking beyond my work time to go see fireworks. You think you'd we'd go in a year and a half a lot more. But as we speak right now, I just started hearing it's 8.02 p.m. as we're recording this. I hear the fireworks. If we were to look out our window right in front of us, we can see Magic Kingdom fireworks like from where we're sitting. So <laughs> that's what we call the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again, it is a little bit different living locally. Um, and especially, and there's like an additional level too of myself. Um, I work at Magic Kingdom in outdoor vending. So the idea of working as a cast member, again, it's different from 1996, my first visit at the 25th anniversary with the Cake Castle, um, you know, to now living here, but also working, going backstage, you know, all those spaces um, also changes it. Um, but a lot of people sometimes wonder, well, you know, does then the ma you, you lose the magic or like it's not as magical for me. That's not the case. It's just things obviously change um, from as even as you guys said, from your first trip just as a kid to coming with kids. It's the same type of transition. Things are just different, but not worse in any way. Yeah. Again, the dream is to be down there where you where you are so we can experience that change in just being so close to it and and you kind of appreciate the magic in a different way than when you only get to go there every once in a while and like you said though i don't think a, a lot of people do say the the whole it loses its magic right why do you keep going back even for us like when we travel there and yeah we've <laughs> i mean i can't believe that i've been there almost 30 times now with you i never saw myself Carissa, I was very similar growing up. I had gone once or twice with my family, but we weren't big Disney people. I never thought that I would be doing a Disney podcast and doing stuff like this. She's slowly, slowly converted me and she's won that battle. But uh, it it did change for us in different ways. And, and when, you know, you move down there, you get to experience it in a different way. So it's, you know, I don't think that those changes are bad. It's more so just a different way of enjoying what's what's going on. And Chris, I am happy to hear that, you know, before you moved down there, you said you always had to like almost plan happiness for yourself. Like you had to make sure 
Like, yeah, I did true. this <laughs> thing that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of moms do that. Right. Because a lot of moms tend to be, like I said earlier, they're the ones that are leading the pack. They're the ones that are taking care of everything. They're the ones making sure I know how to get from point A to point B. And if Lincoln starts crying, I'm going to grab the band aid and I'm going to still somehow juggle Landry because he wants to be on top of me. And Matt is hot. So I got to make sure he's not getting angry. Like <laughs> there's tons of stuff. And sometimes I forget that, right? I don't see that. And this, and we go, I go for Crystal. Like I a hundred percent go to Disney world for crystal. So I always try to, I hope that she, she has fun and she's happy when she's down there. So hearing you say something like you made sure you planned it, but now you're able to kind of just enjoy it a little bit more because of that experience has changed. You're going to make her want to move, but. Or cry. <laughs> or cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's something where our, our list, our topic tonight really does kind of help make sure or at least ease some of that stress that might go along with being a parent and taking kids and going to what is the happiest place on earth, but can be a pretty stressful place as well, depending on when you're going and, you know, this just the situation that's surrounding that type of a trip. So you are our guests. We are going to let you kick off our top 10 things for mom and dad to bring to Walt Disney World. And Carissa, we believe in ladies first, so we're going to let you start things off. What's something that you as a mom think that you have to have on hand if you're going to go into the parks? You, Josh, is peeking at my uh, list. I can see you. Not <laughs> I, just I just glanced over. I didn't read the whole thing. Yes, you were reading it. Um, thank you for the honor. Going first, my number one thing, and I have a laundry list, but I had to pick just three to start here. So um, my number one thing is sanitized wipes. They're important to me because they do they do so many things. Um, so if you have like Mickey bars, your hands get sticky. So you need something more than napkins. So you pull out the sanitized wipes. If you need to wash your hands, you don't want to go to the bathroom to slow yourself down. So you need those. If something gets on the stroller or something gets on your bag and you pull those out, they're invaluable to me. I'm also a little bit of a germaphobe. So I appreciate that. I know that like if I'm on vacation there for a week, then I don't want to be getting sick. So I want to have those all the time just to prevent any germs or any illnesses in the family. So I... I'm also a bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> and I have a I have a question for you, Krista. Did this were you this way? Was this something in your bag before COVID? Did it happen after COVID or did it just become a little bit more important because of COVID? Um, I wanna I want you to think of an answer in your head, Josh, but yeah, I wanna say that it became a little more important after COVID, but I had them before. I think pretty much since I've had kids, I've had them. But when I go to Disney, I have to have them. What yeah, I, th I think it's more post kids that she started using them a little more um, just because like even just if for going to restaurants in general, just like having them there to wipe down the table, even though of all places, I feel like Disney is one of the cleanest uh, uh, places. Um, however, still just to be like, OK, well, this can't hurt. Just like wipe down this table yeah. because it's the kids are going to throw stuff on the table, pick stuff off the table, especially like in younger ages and eat it. So it's not Disney that I'm <laughs> about. It's all the 
people there's yes. <laughs> 100% so i was this i am a because of covid so um you know we did go to disney world before covid with lincoln we got to go a, a couple times and he was really small and of course if he dropped something you wipe it off you tell him hey don't don't lick the table don't do that like you're trying <laughs> to keep him away from all of that stuff uh but like josh said you, you know you're in disney you feel i feel a little bit safer right? When you're in Disney as, as opposed to maybe going to another place, but it is all those people. Right. And then when COVID happened, it something clicked in my brain and I like turned into germaphobe. And I remember the very first trip after COVID going back to the park, I was wiping everything down. Every ride we got on the handlebars were being wiped down. The you know, the table that we were sitting at was being wiped down. Lincoln was constantly putting hand sanitizer and washing his, and we were keeping our hands clean. It's gotten better since time has gone on, but that is a vital part of our pack as well. We always have hand sanitizer wipes, not just hand sanitizer wipes, sanitizer wipes, because I will still occasionally wipe down the table real quick. Even though I know Disney did it, I still wipe it down right in front of my kids or, the, or I wipe the chair down in case, you know, Landry turns around and tries to put his mouth on it. So we definitely have those, you know, in the, uh, in the pack. I carried prior because of kids, regular wet wipes. Yeah. Um, then when COVID hit, it was Sanitizer. it was wet wipes, Clorox wipes. Um, I also tend to carry, and this is more so just with like the baby, but I carry baking soda wipes. And I love them for when Landry drops his binky on the floor. And again, Disney's cleaner than most places. You know, it's still a floor. It's still a floor. I just get reassurance from those baking soda wipes that I'm, you know, not bringing home every plague. Yeah. And I like that that's multi-purpose that you, you know, you had a few uses for them. Cleans your hands, cleans the services, kind of just wipe stuff down and a quick cleanup if you have to. So that's a that's a good start, I think, to our list. All right, Josh, what do you have? What's the first entry on you know from you for the list? Yeah, um, so two things to kind of start off my list of things, and that is number one, Carissa is much more um, practical than I am when I'm thinking of these types of lists. When I first come, what first comes to mind for me is not necessarily phys the physical. It's more like, I guess you'll just see as we go along here what I mean by that. But um, the it's not as practical like, hey, get this in your bag type stuff. Um, but I also decided to do something a little bit different in that every the three things on my list are things that I agree with and that I believe, um, but only one did I come up with on my own. The first one that I'm going to share is um, from a cast member. He, he, his name is Edward. He's an electrician. And this is, I'm going to read his quote and then I'll comment on it. But he says something that a dad should bring is a relaxed attitude. He says, too many people try to do everything they can to, to quote, maximize their value, unquote. And it just ends up making the kids miserable. So that was that was his comment, his his idea. And, and, it's, and it's true. I mean, you uh, I don't know why. Um, and it's not true of every family, but just typically um, it's just that that a lot of guys get concerned about the cost and they're worried about the money. And so it's all about, okay, how can I get the most for my money here? So guys, we need to get to that next thing right now. We need to do this. We got this on the schedule, get here, go there um, to make the most of this money that I, that I, that I paid. And you know, that the kids are stressed out. Hey, come on, we're at Disney. You got to cheer up. And it's like, 
um, kind of reduces the fund that if we were able to slow down and have uh, more of a relaxed attitude, could enjoy, you know, the walk down Main Street USA and and kind of enjoy those things instead of like, all right, what's the first thing we got to get to this attraction now to the next thing, let's go to lunch. And now at the end of the day, we're, we're dead. Easy for us to say, right? <laughs> Live here, but yeah. I, J- Josh getting all deep. I know. Like getting all deep. Like I, I when, when I bring up mine, it's going to be like, oh, whatever. I, I, <laughs> I know I loved it because especially since like you mentioned it, like at the beginning, your, your quote was, um, you said something about your anger, you, like you get too hot and then you get like, yeah. And I have to like try and avoid that. And you know, that's, so true there's so often where you know i'm managing both boys and you know i see matt over in the corner and he's enjoying himself but he's like overheating and i'm just like oh i need to make sure that the boys don't you know run out into the sun because i need to keep matt in the air conditioning and yeah that relaxed attitude definitely now i will say that yes i do she's like airing the dirty laundry over here. <laughs> that i i do not like the heat <laughs> i am not a big fan yeah. of the heat and we can really only go to disney world in the summer because we're teachers so it's hot in disney world mm. but you have even said that since the boys i am much better like i'm much calmer because of that you're there for your kids right i'm not like yes i'm there to have fun right i make sure like we all do, make sure we plan something, say this is what we enjoy and this is why we're in Disney. But at this point, I'm there for the boys. So going in with that mindset, this idea of you have to bring that relaxed attitude. You can't worry about, like I am definitely the financial guy in the planning before the trip. And then once we get to the trip, I'm just like, well, hopefully I did a good enough job preparing because I'm not going to worry about it while we're on the trip. And you know, that's true because you're usually just, I just hand you my wallet as you walk into a store. So, uh, yeah, I like I like that. And, you know, I, he's he's going to make me redo my list. He's going to. <laughs> I'm, You're already, I'm already sitting here going, ah, oh, my next one was going to be like Ziploc bags. How do I follow Ziploc bags up with that? Right, Ziploc bags are a miracle worker in Disney World. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like it. Josh, is that something that, you know, I, I know you said you spoke to another cast member who who gave that to you. Is that something that you, you know, as a dad, that you had already been actively doing that you, or is it something now where it was, it's been brought up where you might say, I'll pay more attention to that. You know, uh, I'm not saying that you've, you're crazy when you're going to the parks already, but is it something that you might go, Hey, that's a good, like what you just did that made me go, that's a, that's a great thing to put on this list. It's not, it's not even something that popped in my head. I went to that concrete concrete functional physical. thing that i could hold in my hand and put in my bag and say this is what i need to go yeah for but sure getting into you know something like that right as, as a dad right is that is that you as yeah, well you yeah. feel like you do the same thing for your kids yeah i mean it's 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 so so like when we think of like like chris's like a physical item like we have the sanitizing wipes it's like okay how do we do that well we go out and we purchase it we put it in the bag and then we bring it it's it's fairly simple the solution right but like to, to go out and listen and say okay i need a relaxed attitude all right what i'm going to do on this trip i'm going to plan to have a relaxed attitude well then you get yeah. into it and there's stressful things the line you thought was going to be short is an hour you know there's these things 
that the kids are crying and screaming. You thought everyone's going to be happy because you saw the commercials. So I think the key is it's practicing. I like the word practicing the way. So it's this idea of practicing this lifestyle that just, yeah, you're not going to get it right every time, but you continue to practice this way of, of in this case, the relaxed attitude of saying, okay, um, this moment is important. And so continuing to practice it until you get it better and better. I like it. Yeah, I'm glad you're next. (laughs) So, Crystal, what is the next thing mom and dad have to bring to the next concrete physical item is going to be my Ziploc bags. I always carry Ziploc bags and they're right there with my wipes. Normally, I'm carrying my wipes in the Ziploc bags because I'm using the Ziploc bag as a garbage, because even though Disney's great with the garbage placement, sometimes it's just like not right there. So I'll use the Ziploc bag and throw my wipes right in that Ziploc bag. But then also how many times does the kid want the big lollipop, (laughs) which they do not finish, but they want later for the bus ride home. So they insist (laughs) that you carry it. And if you ever try and put the packaging back on one of those lollipops, it ends up all over your bag, all a mess. Mm-hmm. Ziploc bag. Ziploc bag. And that's for any that's for any food item because like Lincoln is like, I want a croissant, and we eat half the croissant, and we know he's gonna want a croissant again in an hour, so we might as well just keep the other half of the croissant. Or the pro tip, if you go to France and you get the whole baguette. And you know that he can't eat a whole baguette. He eats what he can. And you put the rest in a big Ziploc bag, and it stays and then, a little yeah. bit longer. Put that just in there. Out. I was gonna say, as somebody who I work at the popcorn carts at Magic Kingdom too. Um, I mean, people are obsessed with the, specifically the popcorn from Disney. So, like, if you're leaving and you get the the fill up, you know, you put the lid on to the popcorn bucket, and it seals it pretty well. It won't get stale. But what I've seen people do with Ziploc bags is. They, you when you get the refill at Magic Kingdom, at least we make you put it inside the bucket, um, and so you could just do the one. But if you bring a Ziploc bag, you can do two refills, pour it directly into that, get it filled up, pour it into your Ziploc bag, you know, tighten it up, and then get that ref- second refill right there mm-hmm. you have in the bucket. So for those of you who maybe have bigger families, and you said when we get back to the hotel, everybody's going to want this, but I only have this one bucket. That's your solution right there with the bag. Yeah. So food, food is definitely a big part of why you bring the Ziploc bags. You have it as a garbage. But the other thing that we bring them for is very often because we go in the summer. If you go in the summer, you know, it rains all the time <laughs> and yeah. kids get wet because they like to jump in puddles and their shorts are wet. So we'll usually actually pack a couple of Ziploc bags with dry clothes. And then when they get wet and we have to change them, we are able to put the wet clothes into the Ziploc bag so it doesn't get, you know, whatever you're putting that into soaking yeah. wet you can go on the rest of your day basically my bag is just filled with ziploc bags yeah. things inside of ziploc bags yeah. of oh, all okay. sizes am i right we've got exactly you got the gallon exactly and okay, phones so that- too phones when it's when it's raining just going to put your phone in the ziploc bag exactly yeah. and then you can still use it and you don't have yeah, to purchase those the pool yeah. pouches, the pouches you know you don't have to yeah, yeah. so this this is going to lead into my pick Oh, okay. and, and, is it sorry, deep like Josh? It's not deep like Josh's. Well, it's deep in a different way, <laughs> and I'm doing it because you said all of these Ziploc bags in your bag because they're not in your bag. They're not in my bag. Not anymore, anyway. Not anymore. Bag. My pick is a, for lack of a better word, just a good backpack. A good backpack, right? It, a utility now, style. Yes, backpack. with 
it ha- it can't be like your old Jansport from high school. <laughs> it's just like one big open pack that you just throw everything into. Mine has multiple compartments. It has like specific spots where I know exactly where everything is. And I go, okay, this is less likely to be needed. So it goes on the bottom and this goes here because, and I say backpack because you lovingly kind of referred to me as the pack mule. I do. I'm usually <laughs> the one that can be seen. We're not local, right? So when we go, uh, we're like, okay, this might be the only trip of the year. So get what you want. And <laughs> they're not going to carry it. So dad ends up carrying it, right? Rightfully so. Dad that also evolved with COVID too, because you used to be able to send your packages back to the resort and not have to carry it all day. You can't. And yeah. now... You, you don't have that option. You can only ship at home. Right. So. so very often you would, my backpack would have all the, the main essentials for the day, but it would also end up a lot fuller by the end of the night because of all the things that we've purchased or have, and we're, we're filling into there. And then also you would see, I would bring carabiners that would hook onto my backpack. I guess this is like my stealing another pick, but carabiners that would hook onto my backpack because then we could hook the, the Disney merch bags right onto it. So I was literally a pack mule. You'd see me wearing a backpack with Disney bags of merch hanging off of it as I'm going through the park. Just like, okay, here we go. You know, it's been eased a little bit with the stroller. Right. Because I can leave some of the stuff on the stroller, but I still have to take everything in when we go into a store or something like that. If we're going on to uh, into Whenever we're parking that stroller. Parking the stroller. I still try to grab most of our stuff. I know Disney's safe and we can leave a lot of the stuff in the stroller. People don't tend to mess with them. But people, just the squirrels. Just the squirrels. But some yeah. people do. So I bring most of that in. Uh, but, you know, soon enough, the boys won't be in strollers. I'm sure I'll be back to being a pack mule. So a good backpack. Whatever's most comfortable for you, I suggest one with multiple pouches. So that way you can kind of layer what you are using. But yeah, I'm, I can always be seen with a backpack in, in Walt Disney World. Yeah, I I mean, we always bring, even just for the day, we always have stuff. And unfortunately, well, now we have, as cast members, we can get the double stroller like to rent for free, which is nice. But then also it's kind of like, I'll set a backpack on the top portion and the girls will be sitting in the bottom when they get out, then it's too heavy and it just falls over every time. So that's kind of a problem, ongoing problem with backpacks (laughs) for us. (laughs) All right, Carissa, are you ready to give us your second pick? Yep, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, what do you got? Okay. Snacks. Yes. Yes. 100%. Does that overlap with anyone's list or no? Nope, take it away. So, um, yeah, well, we I'm like a big budgeter. So if we're going to eat there, we're going to eat for dinner. It's usually quick service, but we're going to do it at dinner time. And in between, you need snacks, but we're not buying them if, it's up to me. So um, I'm going to pack so many snacks. They're typical snacks plus extra snacks plus plenty of snacks for me so I don't get hangry. (laughs) A few snacks for Josh who doesn't even feel like he needs them, but just in case. (laughs) We come home with snacks because I have so many. Yep, that's it. And so that's a great pick because like you said, we definitely know the hanger issue. Uh, I think we all get, I think we all get hangry. I think everybody at some point can get hangry. Even, you know, Josh, if he says he doesn't need it and he does, he might not know that he needs the snack. Um, but I like, I love but, the commercial. But where the, wife like, the wife knows. The wife knows. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the bar, Josh. <laughs> yeah. um, 
yeah, you know, that hanger keeps people going. And like you said, for budget conscious wise, you bring in your fit and it's budget conscience, but it's also, you know, that the stuff that your kids like to eat and that you like them to eat, right? The things that work for your children, it might not be available in the park. And Disney's great because they do allow you to bring food into the park. They could very easily say no food or drink, right? You can't bring it in. We have it here. You can buy, we, we provide free water and you can buy food. Um, but they let it, they let you bring it in. I, Josh, right. They still allow you to bring it. Like you could bring lunch. You can make sandwiches and bring them into the park if you want. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only limit is on like, especially uh, at the magic kingdom, but all the parks, but you can't bring in alcohol, which someone tried to the other day, they had a bunch of Cokes and then like on the bottom was alcohol and they were like just <laughs> cracking one open right by the cool ship in Tomorrowland. Like, Oh, well, you can't be getting that out here. <laughs> they confiscated. Uh, <laughs> they got it in somehow. I guess they just looked at the top uh, or something at the security, the whatever. But, but yeah, people are allowed to bring in snacks. Just yesterday, I saw. I don't know why she needed them all, but a woman walking past Circus with a with a um, dozen Krispy Kreme donuts in the box. She just took one. I was eating it, holding the rest of the box, walking towards Dumbo. So I mean, I it's so much, <laughs> that she, is great. That, that is great. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely bring some snacks. I mean, traveling, because we have to travel from Jersey to down here, it is a little bit more difficult to get those types of things in our bag because it would take up a decent amount of room in our suitcase. But we do try to bring some snacks with us. We can All also, delivery. Sorry, yeah, so we're, I was going to say, we, we have done the like Amazon delivery where they'll bring certain things to the uh, to the rooms and stuff. So we have started to do that, especially now that Lincoln eats more. Uh, when he was little, we we're like, well, I, I don't want to order a whole thing because he's not going to eat them throughout the, the course of the trip. And then I have to either leave them there or bring them back or whatever. But yeah, we've definitely been break, ordering more snacks. That's a great tip that you yeah. don't worry about packing it. Just go down there and have them deliver it right to your hotel. Yeah, especially for that reminded me of my my sister who has a son who has a lot of severe allergy things. And that's all fine when you're going to the quick service and the dining because the chefs come out and all that. But when you're just walking around trying to find something that can be difficult. So it's almost people who have that issue with allergies or whatever, as far as snacks go, you can find things eventually, but it, it may even be the best bet to just say, I'm going to have stuff delivered to my room so that I can make sure we have stuff on us for that child or whatever to have. Bring snacks, order snacks, but buy your popcorn in the park because it is magical, Josh. I don't know how it's different. I can't tell you this, the, the secret recipe. Yeah. I did. I gave a little bit away, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, it's that pixie dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Salt, exactly. a little butter, a little pixie dust. Right. All right, Josh, what do you have next on uh, for our list? All right. So I'll go to, this one is just something completely that I, I this wasn't from somebody else. I just thought of this and that is, uh, just in one word, presence. And so uh, I just think back to, I mean, there's different generations um, of, of dads and, uh, you know, there's any, any, everybody's different, but you kind of have um, the typical dad that represents a certain generation. So like in my parents' generation, the 60s and 70s growing up, there was even like on, on TV, you would see, it was kind of the dad who worked really hard. And when they came home, there was almost an expectation in a lot of households that he was going to go in, watch TV, uh, read the newspaper and kind of leave him alone. He's going to do right. his thing. He works hard during the day. Um, and like my mom and others have said, you know, we they always knew uh, that their dad loved them, but it wasn't something that was really necessarily said verbally. Um, it was kind of a weird thing for dads to say, um, even though they knew it was something that existed. Um, and so when I think about presence, I think about 
the idea of Disney, um, you know, in our modern day, I think we've had a lot of course correction on that. I see a lot of dads um, who intentionally are saying, you know, specifically the words like, I love you to their kids. And, and so I think there's been a lot of change since like the 60s. But um, I think there's still sort of a stigma um, about men in general and this idea that dads and and whatever, that they should kind of be a certain way and like, um, you know, there's from, everywhere from like being emotional um, to, you know, like if there is an opportunity for like a dance party at, at Magic Kingdom um, that, you know, I saw the other day that the, the um, band came out on Main Street and was like, anybody wants to come on down to this dance floor? Like kids want to go up, but sometimes the dads might, you know, be like, oh, I'm not going up there. You know, it's awkward or embarrassing. Um, so just being willing to. Uh, have give your presence um, to especially with kids your children and it makes it harder now that we have of course the um, you know everything on the phone as far as wait times and the genie plus and all of that we we have to to manage the trip you have to be constantly looking at that and that leads to other notifications and texts just like every day um, but if at all possible uh, i would recommend to try to keep it away as much as possible the phone and other things so that you can spend that time seeing you know and making those memories with with the family i love that i like i so i always used to joke with crystal before we had the boys uh when she was pregnant with lincoln that i i was i was like I'm going to be one of those fifties dads where wait, you're going to have to go into the delivery room and I'm going to sit, you know, in the waiting room with the cigars and talk to all the fellas while you're, <laughs> you're dealing with that. I didn't want to do that, but I would, I would mess with her basically and be like, dad, that's what's going to happen. And then it was great. So she used to always call, she was like, Oh, you're a macho guy. You don't, you don't want to go out and dance in front of everybody. Right. But so when we would go, she was always the goofy one that would get into everything. And I was, again, I was never really a big Disney person, right? The the whole married to a Disney addict thing started because Crystal was the Disney addict and it was almost me poking fun of her. Like, <laughs> oh, look where she's bringing me again. Like, we're going to Disney World. And then again, she chipped away at that over time, just the trips between us. But then she was like, you became a mush as soon as we had the boys as soon, at Lincoln. As soon as you had Lincoln, you were like, you, you had them on your shoulders. You were dancing around at every dance party that you could get into. And it, it completely changed. And this idea of presence, right? Being there for your kids. Like that is, that's my objective, right? When I go yeah. to, to Disney World, like I want it, like it used to be, I want Crystal to be as happy as she can be. It was all about her and it's still about her. But now my objective is I want the boys to, to, just have fun. And the greatest thing that I had on our most recent trip, we went, you know, a little bit before Christmas, Lincoln, you know, he's, he's in uh first grade. He he's going through the whole, I don't like school or, or getting anxious or getting, you know, just kind of like down every once in a while. We didn't like that. Mm. When we were on our trip every day, dad, best trip ever best day ever he was Aww. running and skipping and singing and he was having so much fun and that was what i wanted to be present in yeah and that's what i wanted to see so i i, I love this pick so that great pick awesome yeah, pick. I love guess that. What? What? that's what that means uh -huh. you get to follow that up again 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 josh you're killing me i feel like my picks like rubber bands <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to go with like the utensil worlds, 
You say utensil world? Yes. So like a straw. A reusable straw. A reusable straw. Because oh, okay. paper straws, unless you're getting the like sugar ones from Joffrey's. Oh, yeah. You're right. They just they just disintegrate. Did I just steal Carissa's last I think, one? No, I think she's writing it down on her list like to do next time. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's why I'm saying utensil world. So reusable straw, preferably a, the silicone ones. I don't really care for the metal ones. That's a big one. That's a that's a big add to the bag, and it's something that's easy to add to the bag, especially those silicone ones because they just fold they just up. like I, and they're easy to rinse and clean. And Lincoln was so when we got those paper ones, like for me, I'll chug a drink. Like as soon as I get a Coke, doesn't matter if it's a straw or not, it's instantly gone within. Lincoln chews them and makes them flat. It lasts forever. So they start to disintegrate. And he's like, now I can't drink it because there's little bits of paper floating around in it. And you you quickly realize, like, we cannot do this paper straw thing with him. And the one time I left my reusable straw home and I grabbed the Joffrey's ones Mm -hmm. and they were they held up better. Um, But he still does crunch those ones as well. The other thing that I like to carry, and I actually, my first one I got from Disney, it was in like a Disney lunch kit. It's a double-sided fork and spoon, and it's like little kid-sized. And the reason I like carrying this is because, first off, for the children, but there have been times where we've been at the festival mm-hmm. in Epcot, and you're like, you're like pointing at me. I'm waiting for yourself with the baby's food. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm just talking with my hands. Okay. Um, so there's been times when we've been at the festival and the forks have been out or the spoon has been out. And then you're like, oh, I'll just use the fork or I'll just use the spoon, but it's not as awesome. So having <laughs> okay. that and just whip it out and it's, you know, then you just go and wash it and it's ready to go. So I don't know why it's such a minor thing, but there's been times where Lincoln has said, do you have my fork? But that's so. definitely something that's a perfect example of thing for mom and dad to bring. Cause I don't think anybody except a parent would bring that double-sided like fork spoon that kids would put in their lunchbox or and something. It's like a parent of little kids. Cause I don't think that's something I'm going to carry when I have an 11 year old, just yeah. my. Josh you know. is writing this down. He's going to go to Disney. He's be like, listen, we need to start putting the spoon fork combo. Well, yeah, that's good to have because even like, um, like Main Street usually sells these um, at different seasons, Halloween and Christmas, especially, but they have the specialty churros. We don't at ODB, we don't have at our carts, we don't have like a fork sitting out knives, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but like the specialty churro, like for Christmas, it had the marshmallow sauce on it. It had um, marshmallows in addition to that. And then it also had... um, like little pieces of uh, candy cane. So, I mean, it's very messy. And the other one, like the peanut butter one for Halloween, but all that stuff is on top, but you just have to pick it up with your hands unless you go over to Casey's Corner or something. So again, if you had that on you, you can just use the little fork and just start eating it right away. So maybe I need to always carry this, not just (laughs) as a parent. You never know when you might need it. I usually like to have a fork and a knife in our lunchbox because for our youngest, who's two, we always need to cut everything up. So that's helpful. Instead of searching around around the park for like, where are we going to, where's a fork? There is never a knife when I need, that's what I (laughs) That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is true. And a knife doesn't normally make it into my bag, but I'm surprised that's not one that I've ever really thought of, to be honest, because there are times where I'm like, oh, 
and then you're like using the fork and it's just like <laughs> you know and if you're using a plastic fork then the one thing goes flying across so yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna kind of piggyback off of this idea of like a utility thing uh, and again i'm not gonna get as deep as josh but it is, it might be surprising too, especially for like, for, I guess for dad, right. To bring, uh, but, but pipe cleaners. You um, swear by pipe cleaners. I have cleaners. used okay. pipe cleaners and duct tape. It's it's pipe cleaners and zip ties. Uh, I bring those two items into the parks all the time in my bag. Zip ties for... Okay, so this is how this started. Okay. I was gonna say you need to you need to. So when we used to bring Lincoln, as he was getting bigger, he was getting a little bit too heavy for the stroller that we had, and it was causing one of the tires on the wheel of the stroller to just keep rolling away. Like I'd be pushing him, and the next thing, the the tire would be rolling across. Uh, and I'm like, another guest tripped over it right, once. Like right. it, this is dangerous. We're so, talking about. So you take the it's the rubber tire, right? It goes around the wheel, and I could take it. I could snap it back on, and we could keep walking. But sure enough, within a few minutes, it would roll away again. I was like, this piece of crap. Like what? Is going on? <laughs> so we we get we get home. It was luckily towards the end of one of the the trips that we were on, and. Chris was like, well, we got to get rid of the stroller. And I, being the budget guy, I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with the stroller. It's just the tire. We have to keep the tire on the wheel. So we were planning. This just happened to be when we're going on pretty close back-to-back trips and we're going on the trip. And I was like, I can use a pipe cleaner, right? The, those little bendy things that twist and stuff. I'm like, I'll take a couple pipe cleaners and I will wrap it around the tire on the wheel and just tighten it down and it will prevent it from moving. And it worked, right, for a while. We realized eventually if you keep doing it over and over again, they wear down, they snap, and they'll keep breaking. And that's when I upgraded to zip ties because then I could zip tie the wheel and that would not break. But I learned very quickly that there were a lot of other uses for those pipe cleaners than just tying it to the wheel. So we, right, we, I had a bunch of them specifically for the wheel. And then all of a sudden. No, the reason you had pipe cleaners. No, it was not. The reason we carried pipe cleaners was because on Lincoln's first trip, we went to the Halloween party and we went as Toy Story and we made a claw because Lincoln was an alien and we made a claw. Well, the decoration. That's why we had. A yes. Pipe and then. Yeah. From there is where your project evolved. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> Even before the tire. Right. We were just fortunate when the tire situation yeah, happened that we had right, the right. pipe cleaner. Okay, so the pipe, yeah, the pipe cleaner yeah. was part of the decoration. And Lincoln was tired. It was hot. He was in the stroller. He didn't want, and but he didn't want to, like, go to bed. So we knew he had to watch his, uh, like, like, Bluey or something on his phone it would put him to sleep it was but disney it, nursery disney rhymes at the time rhymes. so he didn't want to hold the phone but i didn't have any way of you know short of me holding the phone in front of the stroller as we're walking which would be pretty you know clumsy of me to do that i took the pipe cleaners and i like created a, a device that held the phone and it hung from the top of his stroller right basically in front of him so that way he could watch it and like so many people stopped to like, that is the most, that's the cleverest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like you need to, to, to sell those. Like, that's amazing. Cause <laughs> they just see Lincoln like with his arms behind his head, with the fan blowing on him, just watching the show. He's quiet, relaxing. And he'd, he'd fall asleep in a few minutes by doing that. So I was like, well, now I have to make sure I have this with me at, at all times. So I would 
we'd come home and I'd tinker and I would make different versions of it with the pipe cleaners, but we always had the pipe cleaner. So we used it for that. We used it for the tires. My, my shorts were too big one day and I didn't have a belt. I was like, I should have wore my belt, my, my shorts keep. So I took pipe cleaners and I put them through my belt loop on the one side and I tightened it down. You could use it as a belt. There's just tons and tons of uses. And then Lincoln was also playing with them. He would, you know, he'd wrap it around his finger. He'd make little people. He would do all his stuff. So it took, it takes up like no room. They're super light. And then you will be amazed at the limitless ways that you can use pipe cleaners in Disney world. So I'm going with pipe cleaners. That's a good one. And I like that. It's, it's easy to throw into a bag. Yeah. It doesn't take up a lot of room, doesn't weigh a lot. So this is just, you know, an idea for an alternative idea. Well, DIY. We're always good at DIYs. Also, I'm always thinking of like, again, the popcorn cart situations, but like the, the, the handles come off of the popcorn and people have figured that out and they pop them on and off to connect to like strollers or backpacks, but they often are like fumbling forever to try to get them to pop off. So you could also probably much easier just put a pipe cleaner on to that and have it hanging on by that, just twist it a couple of times and it would probably... I don't think it would ever have any reason it would break off, but right. maybe that would be much easier to take off when you need to do refills than fumbling for hours with the stroller. <laughs> there you go. See? Pipe I cleaners. Love pipe cleaners. <laughs> All right, Carissa, what's your last one to add to our list? All right. The last one is that I typically have a lot of small things that I want to grab quickly. And so even though we have a backpack, like you mentioned, I like to have a little fanny pack. Some people might prefer a small purse with like a long strap for your shoulder. I like the fanny pack because it's hands-free, but I keep all of the small things. I won't mention all those small things in case somebody else is mm -hmm. going to mention one of those, but they're all in my fanny pack and I can get them in a second. See, this we is do why the same. this is again, real quick. This is why I'm calling mothers superheroes because you literally just described Batman's utility belt. Like, that, oh, is great. Cool. that is what you're, and Crystal wears it all the time and she does the same thing. She's like, okay, you have your backpack with like the bigger things. And then I have a Band-Aid and I have this thing. And I'm just as impressed as what she's able to get into a fanny pack as what she's able to get into that Mary Poppins carpet bag that you carry. Because there's a lot of stuff in it. And they're coming and back in fashion. And honestly, that's what I call my mom pouch. I was so excited that fanny packs came back because yeah. I was always carrying the bigger bags and all that little stuff, that little stuff that you need quickly gets lost in the bottom of a big bag. So the mom pouch, which is where my straw and the little, it's the little fork um, where that is kept because they're easy for me to grab out real quick. They're not in the backpack because backpack is normally you got to like dig and everything. So yeah fanny pack or just a small pouch in general because that's just easier and that's for like the little things yeah i like it and disney caught on because they're starting i've noticed they're starting to sell fanny packs again in the oh, my figment lug bag whop, 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 <laughs> whop. Uh, but yeah no i like i like that one i like that one and that's that's totally like a call back to like our childhood, right? Growing up in the nineties, like fanny packs were big in the nineties. I remember, I think guys had fanny, pa everybody had fanny packs in the nineties, right? There's that famous picture of like the rock, right? He's got like the fanny pack uh -huh. on. and then they kind of went away and it was like, Oh, who would wear a fanny pack? Like who, like, right. don't do that. 
right? And now all of a sudden, uh, it had to be a mom. It had to be a mom bring back. Well, they're like, well, because moms are they're, again, they're the super. They're like, listen, it works. This is what <laughs> we need to have. And Disney's like, yeah, because now I'm going to sell them to all of you. <laughs> I'm going to put Mickey on it, and you have like four of them. Yeah. Yeah, Krista, I think I think the one that she has is from the '90s. It was my mom's when we went on our trip, and it has like Winnie the Pooh. It's still in good condition. Yeah. It's like from oh, all of the it. trips that I had growing up, and my mom was like, "Oh, here, do you want this?" And oh, I love it. it. Yes, it's really cute. It gets a lot of compliments too because it's rare. Go. Yeah, it's that retro nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yep. yep. Great pick. Great yeah. pick. All right, Josh, you ready to round out our top ten things for mom and dad to bring? Well, you have to pull your deepest thought here. Well, okay. Um, it, okay, I'm gonna start with a with a physical item this time, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. Well, because then I have a second part to it. It's you know I got to go I was, deep. I was really hoping that Josh is the last moment to be like, well, I always bring, I always wear Crocs. Crocs. I, <laughs> no, I don't know how anybody does Crocs. It just feels like I would have so many blisters. It was so uncomfortable. Oh, I have Matt can't them, do Crocs. But the blisters are real. Okay, so it's not Crocs. <laughs> no, it's not Crocs. I don't want to get them stuck in the land pavilion escalator. I've seen oh, way too yeah. photos of that happening. That's crazy. Yeah. I would fall over if I ever saw you in Crocs. It would not be you. I would be. <laughs> I'm gonna buy some soon for that purpose. No, you're not. Um okay. This one started out. I talked to uh one of my my good respected friends, Jeff Moliterno, he did a show uh, called WDWPOV. And I asked him what what his important thing would be that he would bring. And he said, kind of goes hand in hand, is he always wants to make sure he has his GoPro and he has a battery to keep it charged up so that it doesn't die halfway through the day. And he specifically mentioned, you know, especially if he's you know, going with his wife and kids and especially grandkids, you know, to have something that he can, you know, film what's going on, film, film everything. And, you know, my dad did that growing up and everything too. Um, and so my, like when I was thinking about that, my question is always to think, to think past that. Okay. What's behind that? Why, why, why is it so important to get yet another video of here's the kids are going on, you know, big thunder or whatever. It's like, well, we had that from the last one. And I, and I think it's, you know, it's not about, it's important to have the battery. It's not about the GoPro. It's about obviously recording the memories and, you know, the, whether it's photos or things. And I think, you know, today there is photo pass. A lot of people use that. Other people just say, well, I have my phone and it takes just as good photos now. And they, they use that. So some people love photo pass. Other people love, you know, just, just doing the free route and just taking photos with their phone. Um, but if it's okay with you guys, I, I'd like to read a poem. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, of course. So this is a book. It's actually written by a guy named Matt Mason. Um, and it's called At the Corner of Fantasy in Maine. And he wrote it um, in retro respect uh, of his life going to Disneyland. Um, but I, I think it's very relatable to Walt Disney World as well. But there are some just really like really funny uh, poems in here. Um, things about like when you get home from your trip and you still find yourself like at work, you're just look, checking the wait times. Like, why am I checking this right now? And those types of relatable things. But he also read some really deep stuff as well. What were you going to say? Oh, that's me. Oh, she's pointing to me. Yeah. Josh is the well, addict in our um, marriage yeah. here. <laughs> yes, I always have been. Um, but this is probably one of the deepest ones that he wrote, um, and it relates to this thing that Jeff told me earlier. And it, uh, he wrote this poem after uh, his dad had died prior to this, and then his mom passed away. And uh, he has all these boxes of photos that he was going through. 
And so this is the poem. It, it doesn't, um, some of his poems rhyme and some don't. I don't think this one does, but it says, when you look through the box of photos, when you look through, they're all over. Some in sleeves from different photo labs and Christmas 1974 penned above a 30 cents off developing coupon. Others unmarked. Stacks run loose in the box with birthdays pressed against vacations, pressed against Thanksgiving dinners, color, black and white, some with a border around the photos like they did in the 50s into the 70s, an intimidating storm of the ages of photo development. And these, marked May 1973, along the white border, you find three from Disneyland. You are four. You are wearing incredible yellow and navy plaid slacks, mom in a purple pantsuit, there in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle, click. King Arthur Carousel, click. Getting on the Santa Fe and Disneyland Railroad, click. And you remember none of it. You wish you could see your dad. He's the one behind the Instamatic. It's his eye you look through that keeps these scenes alive. And that's the end of the poem. I just like, um, I think again, PhotoPass gives us the option to have everybody in the photo. But that idea that, uh, you know, his dad had passed away and uh, that thought of just remember to take photos with the whole family, take the photos that it's not just always the dad taking the photos, not always the mom, because later on in life, the kids are going to see, hey, wait, wait a minute, where's that? Why is he in any of this? Why is he always the one filming? And you just hear it. <laughs> um, and that was a really, I was not prepared for the ending of that poem when I read it the first time. <laughs> I love that. And I'm going to... Take it and spin it a little bit. So we just had our 10th wedding anniversary. You look surprised. No, I'm sorry. It was our, it was our 11th anniversary. I say that was <laughs> it, was, it was, I'm That's sorry. Why you usually, usually it's I know, I know. I'm sorry. It's, it's nine o'clock. I'm tired. <laughs> it was um, our 11th wedding anniversary. And I did a, a post on, you know, my personal page. And I was going through pictures from this year. And there is maybe two that we've taken that are just of the two of us. And it was Disney photo pass pictures. Wow. Everything else was either of the four of us or three of us one way or another half of someone's face. So mm. I think that's while you also want the family pictures also do just mom and dad because Very we, relatable. we don't have pictures of the two of us recently. Yeah. So I spinning yours a little bit i love it yeah. love it i like it Definitely. yeah so I, so I, that was a great way to end the list especially for you josh who's been going deep this entire time <laughs> well i mean our, our ministry is called beyond the pixie dust i had to go beyond so no but you you gave us it was good because you did technically give us a physical thing to bring right something to yeah. capture those memories, whether it's a GoPro or your phone or make sure you have enough charger banks so that you can get through the trip and, and all that. But also this thing where take the pictures, take the videos, capture your kids in that moment and having fun or your wife having fun or the family together. And I really do like how you said, you know, like make sure dad is in the picture. Right. And, and uh, you know, we're adding to the dad part of the mom and dad list. So of course this could be a mom or anybody. But in our family, like we both take lots of pictures, but there's a lot more pictures of you and the boys or you doing stuff than there are of me, uh, unless it's like in Star Wars land. If it's Star Wars land, it's, I don't think I've ever had a picture taken in Star Wars land because I do everything with the boys. 
but there's a lot of of you guys because right you're the disney addict you're what started right. it yeah. you're happy place like if we went to a dallas cowboys game as i'm sure there'd be a lot more pictures of me and the boys than of you <laughs> and the boys but yeah you want to see everybody together and like i remember i i don't know if i've ever seen a picture of like the two times that i went when i was a kid like with my family of course that's not in the day where you could pull out your iphone and you could record the entire day and every step your child has ever taken you have on record but you right. used to have like the little like the little wind up disposable cameras or the yeah cameras. yeah you you had mentioned like oh yeah you remember your dad filming right and you'd bring the camcorder Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, how cool this is. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen any of that. Like, They're probably in the box under your mom's bed. She might have something. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying she but, doesn't yeah, have anything. Yeah. But like our boys, they're going to literally be able to watch themselves grow up on screen if they want to because it's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So I love that. I love that, that as our, as our last pick. All right, well, there you go. That is our top 10 thing of things for mom and dad to bring to Walt Disney World. So, so I think that's a really good mix of things to physically put in your backpack, but also to emotionally and spiritually and just kind of to give yourself the best possible, not just vacation, but you could, I mean, Josh, those three things you brought up, you should just do everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you should cheat. It's, you, it's an attitude it's an change. Attitude change. That is just a good way of looking at it. But yeah, if you want it to be the most magical place on earth, you definitely have to have that relaxed attitude and you have to have... You have, you know, to, be a, present, you have to be and, present. You have to have these memories. And being and you present have to have is... Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Meanwhile, I was, you know... <laughs> All right. So... Uh, again, probably lots of other stuff for those of you listening. If you have anything that you bring to the parks, we'd love to hear about it. So head over to our socials. You'll see a post put up that you can let us know what you throw in your bag, either your physical bag or your, your emotional and spiritual bag. But to end our episode, we do have two new guests on the show for the very first time. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> we like to do a fun little lightning. I always call it lightning lane. I should, we should just call it lightning lane, but it's lightning oh, like round. <laughs> uh, people, uh, she yelled at me. I was like, oh, lightning lane. She goes, oh, lightning round. I'm like, oh. And I do it I all the time. I love that. I love that. We should just but, go with lightning lane. But Josh knows if we call it Lightning Lane, we have to charge you $19. To do yeah, there you go. $38. Uh, but just as a fun way for the rest of the Ohana who's listening, who might not know the two of you, we always like to give everyone the opportunity to just share a little bit about themselves when it comes to being a Disney addict. Uh, so there's no gotchas. It's not like trivia or anything. Crystal is, she does this part because she likes to get in uh, into people's heads about Disney. Uh, so she's going to just ask you what some of your favorites are. You just quickly let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll go through. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. What is your favorite Disney restaurant? I stole it. I'm sorry. So this is the one question that she usually waits towards the end for me to ask. <laughs> and she stole it. But no, uh, so. I don't no. even know. It just fine. The, the questions just come to me. I just feel them. Early on. <laughs> fine. It is fine. Go ahead. So yes, what is your favorite Disney restaurant? Uh, it's going to have to be something at Disney Springs, actually. Um, I mean, I think Disney Springs has actually the best food at all of disney but i like deluxe burger there 
um, is one of my top ones. I mean, there's a million I could mention, but. And I will also say from Disney Springs, Polite Pig, I always get the salmon. Yeah. We've never done Polite Pig. Oh, wow. It is you time. need to do that. Yeah. There's so many restaurants, not enough time. Yeah, I know. That's why we have to move down. <laughs> Listen. All right. What's your next question? Favorite ride. Favorite ride is the best ride is Guardians, but my favorite ride is Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that's right. The best ride is Guardians, but my favorite ride is Tower of Terror. Oh, Tower of Terror. You still can't go on it? I can't. I can't. I can't. I thought that was just when you were younger. No, no, no. The last time she went on it was when I had her engagement ring in my pocket and was clinging to it for dear life. (laughs) And that is the last time she's been on it. My anxiety level, super high on that ride. It's funny, as wow. we get closer to it, she's like, mm, nope. mm, 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 mm. she nope. like starts veering away. She's like, I'm going over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What is your favorite Disney park after dark? Do you have you know a favorite? I think you're going to say Epcot. Oh. No, okay, because, well, you love Epcot. Animal Kingdom, Pandora. I would have never guessed that. I always tell you that I love the way the lights look. I mean, yeah, I just didn't know. Cool, it's so unique. And also, they're usually, well, lately, they've been closed earlier or just right at dark, so it's kind of, like, hard to get in. Yeah, yeah, especially when it gets dark at 5.30, it's almost impossible, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. We've never actually seen Pandora at night. At night. Wow. Even going to Moonlight Magic, I somehow did not get to see Pandora after dark. crazy. Man. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm tempted to say Hollywood Studios, but I think I have to say Magic Kingdom. It's just my go-to one, and it's Main Street USA at night. You stole mine, so you have to keep asking. I mean, unless you want me to jump in. <laughs> All right, so I, I have one. So as locals, this may this may have changed. I don't know. But do you have a favorite resort to stay at? I, mine is Art of Animation. I don't know if you... I don't really have one, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We we got to do, I did enjoy art of uh, animation. We did, uh, a while ago, we did a short trip and we were going to stay in one of just the studios. It was just the, it was the three of us at the time. Uh, And we went and they sprinkled a little pixie dust for us and we got upgraded to one of the, uh, the Cars family suites. Oh, it was was really cool. Like it was was really, it was, it was resort one. Lincoln got a kick out of walking around and seeing, you know, lightning McQueen and Sarge and all that stuff. A really cool resort. And you have the benefit of the Skyliner there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so nice. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie? Uh, Probably Toy Story 3 specifically. It's better than one and it's definitely better than two and four is it's, there's not even a reason to say it's better than four because it definitely is. <laughs> and I'm definitely not the Disney addict because I don't really have an answer for you. My favorite movie is not a Disney movie, and I don't know if I have If I had to guess, though, yours would be Beauty and the Beast. You've always loved Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. I guess from my childhood, <laughs> yep. Beauty and the Beast. Um, do you have a favorite character? Uh, I don't know. That's I have never been able to come up with an answer to that. I, for some reason, I always find myself thinking of Aladdin, and I I don't actually know the reason why. Yes, you do. You've said before. Uh, that's too deep for the it lightning round. Deep. It's yeah, lightning lane. It's not time for that. You don't have to say why. You just say maybe okay. Aladdin. And mine has always been Belle from Beauty and the Beast since I was little. 
So we'd like to thank Josh and Carissa for joining us. But before we let you go, Josh, you know we had mentioned earlier how you had your podcast and you were kind enough to invite us on as a guest, you know, when we really kind of started the whole Married to a Disney Addict thing. But what you're doing is a lot more than just a podcast. It's a lot more than maybe your typical Disney-like fan community. You, It's almost like a movement. So could you just let our listeners know a little bit more about what Beyond the Pixie Dust really is? Yeah, I mean, in, in a few words, in a, in the short time we have left, I mean, what we what we say is that we plant churches at Walt Disney World. So, But it's not the 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning service churches. First of all, cast members couldn't go go to those anyways they work on sunday mornings um uh, um but we we often meet in our homes um we have uh for example hosted thanksgiving for 50 cast members this year um international local college away from home um people who just have nowhere to go um, we've had homeless cast members um so we we do um about once a week get together for all sorts of different things. Um, but we're trying to meet physical needs um, in addition to emotional and spiritual needs um, for cast members. So like, I, I think our biggest thing this coming year that we're, we kind of soft launched <laughs> on our website, if that's a word, um, but we we put out there, but we haven't like really put out publicly to, to cast members yet, but we have a, a new thing called Gateway of Hope. Um, where we're just specifically have like some funds for cast members who are grieving loss um, and who I've already met a few in the first year and a half who um, just unexpected deaths and, and um, of people and that um, they may not have money for funerals or they know nobody who could do a service. Um, and that's something that we want to, first of all, offer that we could do for free. Say, hey, we, we'll, we'll do that for free, you know, host a service, um, speak at a service, whatever it is. Um, but also like, hey, we have a little bit of funds available to be able to help with some of those costs. And we hope um, that if it continues to take off, that cast members and others would say, hey, um, in honor of my loved one, I want to give towards that fund. And uh, that's how it all started for us. We had a guy um, who told us he lost his mom and he wanted to give us some of that money to help cast members. And so he said out of that um, valley of trouble comes kind of this gateway of hope for other people and kind of a blessing from, from, from this sadness. So, um, we, we hope that that's kind of snowballs and that other people who have, um, something, uh, some, some blessings in their life give to those who have grief. Um, so that's kind of our, our, <laughs> our newest thing that we're doing this year. In addition to just the weekly get togethers and Thanksgiving will be another big thing this year, but we have a website called beyondthepixiedust.com, and we have a lot of stuff on there that talks about what we do. So, Well, that's truly amazing, Josh. I mean, the way that you open up your home to cast members for Thanksgiving and you're starting this whole new part of your movement to help people who are grieving, you're the epitome of what we think of when we think of Disney cast members that just always seem to go above and beyond and want to help people and help others. So we're going to, you know, we'll definitely be sure to put links to your, your site. Please, everyone listening, go check out beyondthepixiedust.com to see all the amazing work that they're doing over there. Uh, we'll put it in our show notes. We'll put it on the socials when we, we post the episode. But, you know, thank you again so much, Josh, for all that you do and Carissa for what you do uh, and for coming on the show today. Thank yeah, you, thanks. Josh, for all you do. That's just that's magical what you do. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for having us on. And yeah, definitely we continue to connect with you guys and hear what, what you guys are doing and hopefully see you when you come down next.
in the See, summer. I'm telling you, after this conversation, I've realized, I discovered that we would crush Disney together and we, we should meet up. <laughs> Well, Hana, that's it for today's episode. We want to thank our guests, the Averys, for joining us today. Josh and Caressa, thank you so much for taking the time to help us compile our top 10 things for mom and dad to bring to Walt Disney World list. We also want to thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that follow button to stay up to date on our latest episodes as they come out. And we also want to invite you onto the podcast to share your Disney story. Feel free to reach out to us either through our website, MarriedToADisneyAddict.com, or on our social pages over on Facebook and Instagram by looking up at Married to a Disney Addict to become part of our Ohana. Thanks again for joining us this week, and as always, see you real soon.